0: The announcement of the college football playoffs was about as anticlimactic as possible. By Friday night, we knew what was going on, except for those with some really deprived thought processes. I'm Alan Capps. That's Mikey Watson. This is Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to this
1: week. That's why I got a college student. That's why I was an All-American in Michigan. I call my different all over the world. But
0: it's all the same. It's Division I football. It's a Big 12. I've got so many
1: ways to make love a million ways. I've been making love. Go play intramurals, brother.
0: Oh, yeah. I could give a
1: shit about North Carolina right now.
0: Mikey, how you
1: doing? I'm good, buddy. I told you just before we fired up the the, the recording gimmick here. This may be the only time ever, like the first and last time ever, sixth year senior South is keeping close tabs on a soccer game while recording here. But the Lady Tar Heels in the Women's Soccer College Cup Final against UCLA. There's 30 minutes left. We will have a result, that's that soccer terminology for you, a result, one way or the other, here live as we record. It'll be happening.
0: Well, no, wait a minute. If they go into overtime and then penalty kicks, that could be another hour plus or so from now. It could be. We'll see. We'll go long. But you know, we're oh, we'll go. All right, we'll see. Oh, oh, you won't watch the World Cup, but we'll go long on sixty-year seniors just to get a Carolina women's soccer result. It's a college
1: <laughs> podcast. It's not a World Cup <laughs>
0: podcast.
1: I <laughs> like go heels, go oh, America. Mike yeah, that was a, that was up. some Saturday we had. My God. I broke the shirt out and everything. That shirt is like the biggest bad luck charm I have. It's it's it says "Go Heels, Go America." It's got the NC logo, the interlocking NC with a flag in it. I don't think I, I don't think Carolina has ever won when I'm wearing that shirt. What happened on Saturday? Y'all saw what happened on Saturday. But we'll get there soon enough. I, I'm I'm fired up already. We don't even have the we don't even have the Heisman ballot here on the format sheet. We'll get to that soon enough
0: too. Well, let's get to the playoffs first. Although, like I said, by Friday night, I think everybody with a collective brain cell in their head knew what was going to happen. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. There was no way Alabama was getting in. There was no way USC was staying in. There was no way Alabama was getting
1: in even if TCU lost, which happened. But I'm glad that it's interesting because sometimes, and this is the best thing about Twitter and why I pray to God that it doesn't go away, you can see the media build a story throughout a day. So I was very curious on Saturday to see what the general consensus was as one, USC losing Friday night, and then two... TCU to Kansas state coming down to the wire and how quick Alabama would get into the, into the conversation. And I was surprised to see that yes, Alabama got into the conversation, but for the most part, they were rightfully kept at bay uh, by the talking heads. I was surprised by that. I thought, I thought they would make more of an effort to, uh, to drag some controversy out of this. The ESPN talking heads did just because they got to sell ratings for their ridiculously stupid reveal show, which is it's in the conversation for the worst hour of television every single year. It is hideous, hideous content. Um, but we do a college football podcast and I feel compelled to, uh, to actually watch it live, which is just it's, it's 60 minutes. I'll never get back. But yeah, it, it was interesting. Where it, it never really felt like... And again, they got it right. It never really felt like Bama was really considered at this at all. Unfortunately, I told you last week, I needed USC to win or else we'd be out here talking about Ohio State or Alabama at number four. Well, half of that happened. But like I said, the, the, the Bama not really getting consideration for the fourth spot was interesting.
0: Yeah, and it was fair enough. I mean, come on. Yeah. Alabama at best... By their own accord, by their play on the field, we're the third best team in the SEC. You know, if LSU can't get in, and LSU beat Alabama, then and Alabama won the division is not getting in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I preach this up and down,
1: and, and people get worked into a shoot throughout the season. And But almost, almost, oh, there are very rare exceptions, but almost all the time, the scoreboards ultimately win out. On, on these things, and, and it did. Ohio State only lost once. Yeah, they got embarrassed by Michigan. And I, I do not like the fact that we're t- going to have to talk about Ohio State four seed in this thing.
0: I can't, I, I've i been saying for the last month, Georgia deserved to buy. Yeah, the, the
1: rationale for Ohio State in the college football playoff is, and I quote, we had to put four teams in.
0: Yeah, there's nobody else worthy. No, yeah, we
1: are contractually obligated to play two games, and one of those games cannot be an intra-squad scrimmage between the Georgia red team and the black team. Simple that. You've got to have two games.
0: That, if that's Utah what it comes had down to. beaten Oregon, I think Utah would have had a very good chance of being the fourth team. But you, you can't lose to Oregon and Florida. Yeah, yeah. And believe that you have a chance to be in the uh, in the mix. Not happening. And if a two loss, if a two loss conference champion can't get in and can't get a sniff, then a two loss non-conference champion, non-conference title game participant can't get in.
1: Oh, well, all right. Well, that, that's getting into the next part of this, though, because I'm going to go ahead and say it. And it, it, Yeah, they had, it you know, USC kind of got screwed here, okay? Because they had to play another game, they had to play another game against a really, really good Utah team. What did Ohio State have to do? They sat on their ass at home this weekend and watched the carnage
0: unfold. Yeah, that's U- all USC, it was. Ohio State didn't do anything. USC should that's have been joke. able to default and not play the title game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, wouldn't that just be the greatest heel thing to do? I mean, that's 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 like 1980s pro wrestling heel right there. No, we're not going to participate in this match. Because I have better things to do. Thank you no, very much. No, we'll, we'll we'll let's book the territory real fast. Let's
1: book the territory, real fast. if USC is going to do, hey, I got mine where's where's the televised f- and again I want all of this stuff like like videoed so we can put it on social media and and, and book angles I've been, I've been saying this up and down for years I said I've said that the that the big time mid major teams need to need to videotape their calls of getting on the horn with the other coaches and enforcing them on video to turn them down for for home <laughs> yes, and home games
0: there you go
1: here here's here's the new gimmick For the Pac-12, the the Pac-12, here's, oh, this is is good. We're coming up with this on the fly. This is great. The Pac-12, one of the beacons of being the football champion of the Conference of Champions is you go to the Rose Bowl and represent the conference. Where's Lincoln Riley getting on the horn with Washington and saying, you know what? We're good this week. Why don't you take our place in the Pac-12 championship game? And the winner of this game goes to the Rose Bowl. We got ours. That's awesome. That's a million. That's awesome. The Pac-12, there's no reason the Pac-12 had to play that game on Friday. They could have
0: called it on the fly and just and just changed it up. It would have been great. That's Lex Luger saying, no, no, I do not want to fight Ricky Steamboat for the United States heavyweight title. I'll have state patrol fight Ricky steamboat
1: because I'm going
0: into the world title tournament. Yes.
1: I mean that right there. And I, I, and here's the funny, I, I literally came up with this five minutes ago as we were talking. Nobody, we're we're, about to blast this on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) Nobody came up with this idea. This is exactly how it should have happened. The Rose bowl is still, it's, I know all the, you know, the the, the 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 millennials and the Gen Zs and all that. They're like, ah, the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl still matters. It's the only bowl game that does still matter. There's no lie there. The Pac-12 should have uh,
0: went into business for themselves here because that would have been a hell of a piece of business. That would have been fantastic. USC giving up their right to the Pac-12 title to be able to play in the college football playoffs. I'm vacating the title. You can't
1: hold. You can't hold two belts at the same time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. there you go.
1: <laughs> so that being said, Utah going to the Rose Bowl. They kicked the crap out of USC Friday night in Vegas. That was an impressive performance of a camera Rising. Uh, just just to be able to get up and walk after taking that hit that he took that that sent the helmet flying is commendable enough. Helmet uh, he flying, USC's air ass. flying. That was tremendous. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was, was, was awesome. a great visual.
0: Yeah, you know, you look at that. You look at that shot in slow motion, and it really wasn't that big of a deal. No, it really um, wasn't. The, the, the helmet flying makes it makes it work. Yeah, and and the reason his helmet flew off was the tackler's knee got caught under the face mask and just kind of ripped it off. He didn't get it knocked off. Yeah, uh, it, it was torn off his head, which kind of sounds worse, but it wasn't. Yeah, that was good. And, like and the... Caleb Williams, did did you see the BS? That the announcers were trying to save Caleb Williams' Heisman hopes by saying that he was honorable and tough in the fourth quarter. He was getting his ass kicked.
1: Not to the game off. By, any, I, I
0: had the game off by that point. <laughs> and, 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 then at the, and then the next day, Max Duggan shows you what honorable and tough is by leading his TCU's Horn Frogs. Down eight points into overtime while nearly getting carted off the field. Oh, my, my God. God. That was heart and determination. And Max Duggan needs to be your Heisman Trophy winner. He's got my vote. He 100% got my vote. Did you see the post-game press conference? Oh, I didn't see Duggan? it. No,
1: no. It devastated him that they lost that game. The conference title still matters. Don't don't tell me the conference titles don't matter in, 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 in the modern day. They matter. They matter to these kids. He wanted that win so bad. And I mean, he literally left it all on the field. It was a tragically heroic performance. That dude took a beating. In the second half. And the the drive where he he ran, nine, he, what was it? He ran 95 yards on an 85-yard drive or something like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was whatever <laughs> it was. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's gasping for every every drop of oxygen he can get by the time he gets off the field there. The guys are coming over. They're ready to say, he's like, no, get away from me. I need to be able <laughs> to breathe. Literally, he needs the unbelievable effort. Let's talk about the overtime sequence real fast. Did the, did the refs blow that in the in the overtime? No, I don't think so.
0: I think it was See, the right I call. They, um, I think they kind of did. Oh, you kinda. think so? No, I, I, I think they kind of did. Call in the field stands. It was that simple.
1: Okay, I'm gonna throw this out here first. First of all, I don't think the most egregious call here was the third down play with the sky cam that looks like the ball is over the goal line. I know there are some angles with that the most egregious call here was the play before when Duggan took off trying to make the end zone and came up short. The one where he landed on his, on his, uh, on his elbow. No, no, he was short.
0: He was short.
1: He was no, 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 no. He was absolutely short, but he wasn't short by a full yard. The way they marked him. Like they moved, they had the ball just inside, like literally just inside the one. The nose of that ball was damn near at the goal. It wasn't over the goal line, but it was damn near at the goal line. That ball should have been spotted like four inches from the goal line rather than the 24 inches or whatever it was that it was.
0: Uh, I don't think it makes that much of a difference because no, no, no,
1: no. I'm uh, saying uh, the uh, difference in that play that that difference makes the difference on the next play on the third down play.
0: I can see your logic, except if you watch really good offensive centers, Almost every play, the first thing they do before they snap the ball is they move it about half a foot forward.
1: So oh, I've they, seen they that. I've spot. seen that
0: before, where the, where the where they snap the ball over the goal line. Yeah, I've, I've seen that before. I it comes down to sorry, if you cannot get a yard for two plays in a row, you don't deserve to win a football game. I will agree with you on that, but
1: agree with me on this. I, on, on the play where where they had it over the top on the sky cam, and I do, I think it was really really close. I I think that his forward progress was stopped before he reached the ball out. Yes. Uh but we have the technology to to figure out exactly what that angle is and where that ball would be because we have this little uh this little piece of business called the Pythagorean theorem, where we can figure out the angles of a right triangle, which if you use the ground as you as as one plane or one side of the triangle ESPN knows where that Sky cam is at all times where at exactly what point at what yard line or whatnot is that over the field you could be from having those two turret where's the horizontal uh, where's the horizontal line of the uh, Carolina scores it's two nothing <laughs> with 15 minutes left. <laughs> wait for it go Todd Hill Todd Hill Todd Hill
0: go now that everybody right. has lost their hearing because of a soccer goal
1: absolutely two nothing i i'm sorry two nil it's two nil yes it is two nil. 15
0: minutes left. and by um, the way this is a match not a game it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's the college cup final that's what does matter what a he-
1: oh, that was a bad play by the uh ucla keeper they should have grabbed that they thought it was they thought it was going over the post she let it go that was wild
0: by the way soccer has technology because they have a sensor in their ball <laughs> and sensors along the line. Tremendous thing. Okay, football, I'm out right here trying to use the
1: Pythagorean you know, theorem to figure out how where the camera's at in regards to the yard line and how high it is over the field. You're out right here talking about sensors in the in the ends of the ball. Tremendous. Yeah, I mean,
0: come on, just put a we sensor have the technology. On, a sensor on the goal line, a sensor in the football. Did the ball cross the line? ding or no ding simple as that i'm with you but no i mean come on this is football we're not talking about the brightest people in the world they created a college football playoff committee for crying out loud <laughs> it's not about being smart it's about having enough bags of money we all know that
1: we have so, bags of money around here That's
0: so sure. we've talked about we'll the past- talk about some bags of money later too <laughs> yes we will <laughs> We talked about the Pac-12 title game. We talked about the Big 12 title game. Did any other conference championship mean anything? Man, I really don't know. That's exactly my point. Except for those who were involved as alumni or gambling ventures, none of these games meant anything. 12-team tournament? Now all these secondary title games mean something because there's oh, a route mean, been... into the playoffs through this game. There's a definitive Troy doesn't, Troy doesn't get
1: in by winning the Sun Belt, but I I promise you they still cared about the uh the Sun Belt tie. They tore the field goal post down, put him in the fountain on the quad. It was awesome. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I I think they should. I think if if we if you're going to have 12 teams, it should be the 10 conference champions and two wild cards. Now,
1: I, if if we're gonna do this, I I actually kind of I'm with you too, but since we're not, I I'm against this.
0: You know, or because, or hey, you, know, hey, you know what?
1: What happened to the BCS? You no, know, you know you know BCS Georgia Michigan only two undefeated teams in the nation. Let's go right now! Boom done.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. There's that. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Go back to old school. Yes. Hey, I still, I I just want to go back to the to the pre to, to the pre-bowl alliance era where it was basically just the wild west. I guarantee you we'd If you do all that and then have a plus 1 game at the end, it all it all sorts itself
0: out, I promise you. Well, yes, there's that too. By the way, instead of gambling ventures on either uh Wednesday or Thursday, we don't know yet. We're going to put together our own bowl selection committee. Believe me, it's going to be a lot better than uh what the bowl committee put together this past week
1: yes we don't yeah, we're, yeah we don't have a uh, bowl tie-ins contractually obligated and all that crap so, yeah,
0: and we're gonna make missouri play kansas yes the border war will happen hey let's talk about the acc title game very quickly clemson north carolina 39 10 yeah i know Jesus. um and we we lost our mortgage play we did not expect DJ Ugulele to get pulled that quickly, or for Kade Klubnik to play that well.
1: DJ played six snaps, two, three, and outs. Done. You know who else didn't prepare for Kade Klubnik? Uh, Matt Brown. Matt Brown. He came out and said it in the postgame game presser. They didn't. They, they had. They had no. They had no prep at all on Klubnik, uh, despite the fact that DJ had been playing like crap for a month, and there was no. You know, they. They didn't think he was. Good. That's coaching malpractice. I got nothing to say about that. What a shit show. Carolina threw a pick six in the red zone. They had a field goal blocked. They had another interception in the red zone late. I mean, they left like 24 points on the field when you come right down to it. You do that, 39 plus plus you know 10 plus 24, that's 34. You look at the stat line on this game, and it's like, how the hell did Carolina lose this game by 29 points? You look at
0: just the stat line, it was an even game. It was an even game. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. It, it blew my mind that Clemson dominated like that. I kept expecting Carolina to make that second-half comeback and uh, just never no, happened.
1: When, when, when they threw the Reds, when, when May threw, which I, I, I don't, I, they said it slipped out of his hand later. I was like, just throw the ball away. Because even if he hits the tight end along the sideline, he's not getting in for the score on third down. You ain't getting anything but a field goal here, so just throw the ball away. And Yeah, threw it away. Interception, return for a touchdown. It was really good stuff there. It was just frustrating. The whole thing was frustrating, and uh, I didn't work myself into
0: too much of a shoot
1: because once the once the avalanche was coming, it, it ended
0: quick. Just say that. Some other bowl notes before we get to the matchups. Buffalo did beat Akron on, was that Friday morning or Saturday morning? Friday morning, yes. <laughs> so they are now bowl eligible. Army was denied away. I did not... See this? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Army UCLA has, gets one back. Uh oh. Uh oh. Two uh-oh. one now. Ten minutes left. Army beat both Villanova and Colgate to get to their six wins, and you can't have two FBS victories on your schedule and be bowl eligible. So Army is not bowl eligible and not playing past the Army Navy game. Are hey, you not going to give Army a, a pass on that? Come on now. I know. Well. I guess the NCAA had a moment of sanity because they did give a waiver to New Mexico State to play in a bowl game despite having two FCS wins, and that's because they tried to schedule an FBS opponent to replace San Jose State, and no one would play them, whereas Army intentionally scheduled two FCS teams. Instead of gotcha, yeah. You know, instead so, so, of an eleven so the,
1: FBS. what what did Jerry Kill in New Mexico State did? They videoed themselves making the call to San Diego State, and see it. It always pays off
0: until you videotape this stuff. Yeah, Jerry Kill is a social media TikTok <laughs> warrior. <laughs> we need more of this. You're absolutely right. And since we're talking about coaches, let's get to a couple of coaches who are making news. Deion Sanders is your new coach at the Colorado Buffaloes. Do you think he can jump from Jackson State to the Pac-12? I honestly don't know. I, I, I this here, here's my take on this.
1: This is the like like the ultimate. We're gonna put all of our chips to the middle of the table move. I think he either is a grand slam home run and has Colorado in the top ten in like two or three years, or more likely. This is an absolute fiasco, and he's out after two seasons. That's that's my gut feeling on this. This feels like oil and water. This is not, I'm disappointed that he didn't stay in the South. That that really is what it comes down to me. I, I don't think his culture
0: will fit in Boulder, Colorado. That's just what it is. Oh, see, I, I don't think it's a culture thing per se. I think the thing that Deion Sanders does isn't going to work in the Pac-12, although I say that with a caveat that I'll explain in a second. Deion Sanders was able to recruit big fish into a very small pond at Jackson State, and therefore he had an athletic edge over everybody he faced. He's not going to be able to do that in the Pac-12. He's not going to be able to recruit four-star athletes to play against two-star athletes. He's going to have an athletic equivalency, and now they're going to have to find out if Deion Sanders can actually coach. However, however, if this whole realignment thing happens and USC and UCLA leave and possibly Washington and Oregon leave, all of a sudden, he may have a recruiting edge again in a diminished Pac-12, and maybe we still won't know whether Deion Sanders can coach any better than he can recruit? Did you see the video that dropped yesterday of him addressing the team? Uh, something about I'm not <laughs> taking my luggage with me. I I didn't get it. He's bringing his luggage with him, and, oh. it's, and it's Louis Vuitton. And he basically told,
1: and he basically told the team, uh, "I want you, all y'all in the transfer portal. I'm bringing in my own guys." Oh, I don't want you in the. Wait a minute. Is he he, saying, yeah, he basically told he he wants him. He if, if you want to go get your ass in the transfer portal, that was basically what it came down
0: to. Uh, see, that that's just not going to fly because these guys are not Pac-12 level talent. They're way above swack level talent. But they're not going to carry Colorado to a Pac-12 title. He needs better talent than what he has at Jackson well, State.
1: Well, he, he needs better talent than whatever Colorado's got there right now. Because well, yes, that's true not going to get there either. Okay, so. per,
0: a perfect example, okay? Could Colorado beat Jackson State right now? Hell yes. Uh, so Jackson State's players aren't going to be enough to bring Colorado up to Pac-12 level talent. I don't No, no, I don't think so. It's going to be a shit show. Oh, Uh, it's going to be entertaining as hell. I can't wait. Yeah. Another one that I I want to see happen. uh, I'm still not sure about the reliability of the sources here. But have you heard that Ed Ogeron is a leading candidate for the job at Las Vegas? My God. (laughs) I mean, the idea of Coach
1: O on the strip. Beyond, beyond high comedy. I I saw it was Ogeron and Chris Peterson that we're throwing out there. Peterson's not doing it. And I've got multiple sources saying Peterson has nothing to do with the UNLV job. So it may maybe it is Coach O. Maybe Coach O go out to Vegas, make slot machines, go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. It'll it'll be high comedy if that happens though. You talking? we're talking about oil and water and Dion and Boulder. My God, Coach O in Vegas? Jesus.
0: And as of one thirty PM Monday, about three hours before we recorded 667 players have entered the transfer portal according to sports source analytics 667 players who either think they aren't getting enough playing time or they're better than the team that they are on right now
1: i guess that's I guess that's two per, two per, what, no, no, wait a no, minute. No, that's about bas- four per. I'm, think- I'm
0: thinking basketball
1: there. That's wait about a <laughs> four and
0: a half per. Good Lord. That's insane. Um,
1: all right, so so I was going to ask you. So I, I heard a conversation last week with Wes Durham of the ACC Network, and he made the comment, folks are going to realize noon on Tuesday. I don't know if there was something about noon on Tuesday that meant anything because I knew today was the, the open date. But it was, I, I he said, I don't, I don't think fans really understand how much turbulence there's going to be with this transfer thing this year. So I guess my question, and I've gotten some answers on Twitter on this, but I'll ask you, what makes the transfer portal such a shit show this year compared to last year? Is it just that we had one? Is it just we? What? Well, no, 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 because there was nil last year. Okay. But is it just it's the fact that we we've year, uh, had? Is, I would say we've had a year to figure out how the, the system curve. works. Yeah, yeah, and now and now it's like, oh well, we can you know it's 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 the wild west. We can just you know put bags all over the place, and, it, and it's perfectly legal. There's we're not we the, the, there doesn't need to be any any legitimate ties to you know a branding or anything. It's just we're dropping bags, which is exactly what this has
0: turned into, which is hilariously stupid. What, what's really going to be entertaining for me is this is a lot like the first years of high school players being able to go straight to the NBA. And remember how there used to be, you know, hundreds of kids going into the draft oh, early, yeah. the, the hardship draft. Yep. And then only like 20 of them would get drafted and you'd have 80 kids going, oh shit, now what am I going to do it myself? I think we're going to find out there's going to be about 200 of these kids who go, wait, Nobody wants me. What the hell?
1: That's a very good point. And I mean, it goes all the way down to the, it goes all the way down to, you know, to D2, D3. I mean, they can find, they can find home somewhere, but I don't know what's going to be there for.
0: You so. aren't as good as you think you are. Exactly.
1: Yeah. There's some big names out there though. So there's some, there's some big fish in the pond.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see which way they go. Do they go up? Do they go down? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DJ is a good example. Who's going to want DJ Ugolele quarterbacking their team? I have seen I have seen multiple, multiple
1: people saying he, he's a lock for Appalachian State. Okay, then he follows
0: Chase Bryce, in other words. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yep. You see, I I just, I don't know. I mean, that's just that you're going to have to go down, and, you, and then you're going to have to deal with a player and hope that his attitude is such that he's realized that he wasn't as good as he thought he was. Yeah, and, so, and sometimes, so, and sometimes that'll
1: work, and sometimes it won't work. I've I've seen people make the argument, oh, but the transfer portal is just as, it's it's just as helpful for the, uh, for the smaller schools as it is for,
0: uh, for the big time players. And I, I I I think it is because okay, after the recruiting cycle has gotten everything wrong, the transfer portal straightens everything out. The better players move up, the worse players move down. They should have never gone to their original school. In other words, if it were if it were just that simple, I, I'd be inclined to believe. But the whole
1: NIL part of this is the it's the wild card. And oh yes, yeah. There, I, it, there needs
0: there Dick, really needs to be some more structure for the stuff. Yeah, Dick Holdest, Um, I can't remember his last name. The linebacker at Nebraska who got the air conditioning contract, and we thought Dick that Dick was Aldis, the greatest was thing. It, was it the coldest McKinstry? Yeah, I think so. Or is, so. I or is that the mind.
1: Alabama play? I can't remember.
0: But that's anyway, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid McKinstry. Never mind. Ah, anyway, DeColdest is in the transfer portal. And I wonder now what the air conditioning company thinks about that. Good point. Very good point. So I mean, that's what a lot of it's going to be. I mean, These kids have got NILs. If they're thinking about leaving, they've got contracts that they have to be held to. Not yep. just football, but, you know, like life contracts. Air conditioning contracts. Hey, DeColdis, you ain't getting no more of my money because you ain't playing in Nebraska anymore.
1: Speaking, speaking of NIL, this is how it's supposed to work, by the way. Have you seen have you seen Leaky Black's NIL deal at Carolina? No, I have not. Got,
0: got an Leaky. NIL deal? Is, with he, a, is he like some, some kind of plumbing? It's a plumbing I company. Deal. Good it's deal. It's a plumbing company, absolutely. Good deal. Good deal. Need to lock down your leaks? I'm your guy. And he comes so,
1: so, so then so then he comes in and he, and he plays basketball with the uh, with the plumbers out in the backyard afterwards and, and just like and just completely destroys. Him. It's, it's <laughs> really, good stuff. really good stuff. We're down into the closing seconds in carry. We're under a half minute now. UCLA has got a corner kick. I wonder how much stoppage time they're going to put gonna, they're going to put on here. Wait, they don't do stoppage time here. They actually have a, a backwards counting clock and it's, it's up here for everybody to see. They're still going to oh, have
0: time.
1: They scored Uh-oh, on a corner what? with 16 seconds left. The game's tied.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. Now, do they play overtime or do they go straight to I think the they.
1: I, I think they play
0: overtime. God 15 damn minute it. Two 15-minute periods? I, I don't remember. Oh, my. We'll keep the tape machines rolling. God damn it. If you've had your heart broken by a soccer match that you didn't know you were going to be invested in, you might need a vacation. If so, who might you call? You really might. Hang, hang on. <laughs> I'm, 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 wait, I'm
1: No, there's no offside there. There's a defender in the net. Never mind. Hit up our girl, Wendy Prater, at Magical Journeys Travel. She will make sure that your next getaway is way better than the beautiful game or the World Cup or whatever the soccer crap is. All right. Custom-made itineraries for you and your traveling crew, whether it's to Disney, Universal, all-inclusives, all-major cruise lines. She's your girl. She will hook you up. Let her know you heard about her on Six Year's Senior. She'll give you $25 off your next trip deposit. Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. She makes the plans. You make the memories.
0: So before we head into college basketball, let's talk about the bowl season. There's not a lot of entertaining matchups that I can see right off the top of my head. Is there anything that really piqued your interest when you first saw the bowl matchups as they came out over the from a selfish From a selfish standpoint,
1: there's a really good game on the undercard, Troy and UTSA in the Cure Bowl.
0: That's a really,
1: really good group of five matchup.
0: Yeah, that's a shocking game where two top 25 teams are on the first day of the bowl season. Yeah, it doesn't make
1: a hell of a lot of sense, but that's that's, that's, a, that's, that's big time. Very, that's uh, your second second game of the, of the bowl season.
0: I'm kind of looking at the Las Vegas Bowl, Oregon State, and Florida, but a lot's going to depend on who plays and who doesn't. But if both teams have their current lineups, that could be a very entertaining football game.
1: One that got a little bit of spice today. Did you see Cincinnati's new head coach? No, I did not. Who is it? Scott Satterfield. No kidding.
0: <laughs> the Fenway also Bowl. Also meeting in the Fenway Bowl on December 17th. Oh, Wow. That'll be interesting to see which team Satterfield coaches. It's got to be Cincinnati, right? You think And there's so, no way yeah. you can coach against your team to be. He's, you have he's to doing, be able to coach against your former team. He's doing neutral corner like Cornette did with the dynamic dudes <laughs> of the Midnight Express, right? Okay, wait a minute. If that's the case, then does he tennis racket Louisville at the end of the game? Well, in this case, in this case, he tennis racket Cincinnati and go back with Louisville. Oh, that's good. In yes, this case, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, I don't so think right. that's going to happen. Cincinnati is the bad guy. Well, no, yeah. Cincinnati is the bad guy. So he does tennis racket. No, you got it. Make that's sure that's the, thing. The, the dynamics flip. Make sure he signed that contract before the bowl
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go throw Malik oh. Cunningham a chain. By the way, I to take the chain away that act like he's helping
0: Cincinnati (laughs) hey uh did you see that West Virginia is keeping their coach only because it's going to be cheaper to pay him than to fire him oh no I didn't see that yes so they don't don't want to give Neil Brown the bag it's too bad they're they're essentially saying for the very start right now we have a lame duck football coach for 2023
1: Jesus Christ that's a shit show how's that how's that going to work for recruiting that's nice
0: uh, what else do we have here? Uh, your Boise State Broncos are facing North Texas in the Frisco Bowl. Isn't the Frisco Bowl the one they went to a couple years ago where they played like three plays and then couldn't play anymore?
1: That was the first responder bowl at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. This All y'all Texas
0: the, bowl games look alike. This is, the,
1: this is the Frisco Bowl at the soccer – more soccer talk – at the soccer stadium over, and over in Frisco. Had I known six hours prior that that's where they were going to wind up, I wouldn't have gotten hockey tickets for that night. But, you know, say love
0: uh, we mentioned previously that Missouri declined playing Kansas in I, I forget which bowl it was, but Missouri Liberty is, Bowl. Is that what it was? The Liberty Bowl? Yeah. Okay. So Missouri is playing Wake Forest in the Gasparilla Bowl. Who then is Kansas playing?
1: They've got Arkansas.
0: There we are. That's a nice little game. That's not bad.
1: Um I have a question for you. Is 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 Bo Nix going to uh going to sit out the bowl to protect his draft stock or or whatnot, because there's no way you pre, there's no way you get the Carolina defense and, and and not say, Oh my god, I have a chance to set the all time single game record for passing yardage. Bo Nix is Bo Nix has got to play in the holiday bowl for
0: Oregon, right? It depends on what his NIL contract tells him to do.
1: That's a good point, yeah. I want to, Bo or Bo his, his agent.
0: NIL. Bo Nix's NIL contract.
1: Oregon Carolina, that 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 game could be a, a, a shit show. That could be that. That
0: that'll have a total of eighty.
1: Yeah, I, I think the College Cup is Golden Goal rules. I think, and if it doesn't, if there's not Golden Goal in whatever minutes, then it
0: goes to kicks. Oh, okay. The Alamo Bowl is Washington and Texas. Again, could be entertaining if both Michael Penix and Quinn Ewers play. And actually, Very good point. Qu- yeah. Quinn Ewers, I I did not see his name in the transfer portal, and I'm kind of surprised because you know he's going to slink off somewhere with uh, Arch Manning coming aboard. Very good point,
1: yeah. Very good, very good point. Alamo Bowl is one of those, you know, one of the undercard bowls that generally delivers year after year.
0: The Orange Bowl will be at Snoozer, Tennessee and Clemson. It'd be great, say, two months ago, but now, no. Two teams that had South
1: Carolina absolutely destroy their playoff chances <laughs> to in the Orange Bowl. All orange, all everything. Let's see. No, it is no golden goals. Two 10-minute two periods in their entirety. Oh, we may minutes. not make the final. We may not make the final. I'm like, God damn it. All you had to do was defend the damn net for 30 more seconds, Carolina. You'd be raising the damn trophy right now. I can't deal with this shit anymore. This is awful.
0: Okay, I've got an idea then. Can South Carolina do a run-in on the Orange Bowl?
1: They should.
0: They, uh, they, Saban, Saban,
1: Nick Saban was out here making the case for Alabama. He was making the rounds on Saturday, talking to Fox and ESPN, talking about how, you know how how they closed out the season strong and whatnot. I'm like wait South Carolina's got two top ten wins in the close out of the season. What are you? Who have you beaten, Saban? Come on now, let's put South Car- let's make South Carolina the four
0: seed. Spencer we'll Rattler, redemption story. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Spencer Rattler. <laughs> South Carolina plays Notre Dame. Also in Florida on the same day as Tennessee and Clemson in the Orange Bowl, so I mean they can make the quick hop, hop over there and they know, yeah yeah they, they the could Bowl. they could get on a, they could get on a plane to be down in South Beach in forty five minutes. So, yeah. and then of course the the playoff semifinals the Fiesta Bowl is Michigan and TCU at four p.m. They, uh, I'll bet you that's Eastern time, so I bet you that's one p.m. Yeah Vegas it's yeah it's four yeah yes yeah, it's, it's four Eastern and then and then five yeah it's definitely. And 8 Eastern, yeah. Peach Bowl, Georgia, Ohio State. Uh, I just, I, I can't see Ohio State beating Georgia. Michigan, TCU could be entertaining. Michigan might have a shot at Georgia, but that's about it. Uh,
1: Alabama, Kansas State also in the Sugar Bowl uh, that same day. I got I got distracted with the, the Sugar Bowl time slot. It's not supposed to be there, but nevertheless. No, I, I like I like the favorites here. I think TCU can give Michigan a game and, and just... just stay with it, but I think I, I think Michigan pulls that one out. That feels like a game that's tied late in the third quarter and then second half, Michigan shows up and, and just destroys them. That's kind of what it feels like to me. As far as Georgia goes, I, I don't care. I'm going to say this right now. I don't care what the line is when it comes time to put put it down. I'm taking the Bulldogs. I'm just telling you that right now.
0: I probably agree with you. Anything less than three touchdowns and I doubt it would ever get yeah. that crazy. I, yeah, I, yeah, it won't. It won't. Georgia's going to win that game. I really I really, truly believe they're going to win it big. Cotton Bowl is USC and Tulane, Rose Bowl, Utah, and Penn State. The Cotton Bowl could be very entertaining. Tulane will be a wonderful underdog story. Absolutely. Right now, I've only, I'm only showing USC as a two-and-a-half-point favorite
1: there in, in Arlington. So
0: I think a lot just, of it's because who knows if Caleb Williams or Jordan Addison or half the USC Trojans play. What a, At what point does a team just back out of a
1: bowl game, not because of COVID, but because they don't have enough players to, to field a squad?
0: You know, that wouldn't surprise me if that happens sometime in the next two or three years. My God. All right, I think that's enough football for now. Let's hop over to college basketball. Here, your ACC did well. They beat the Big Ten 8-6. Planning the flag. The first time they've beaten the Big Ten in, I think, three or four years, isn't it? Uh, Probably. It sounds about right. And actually, it it, it should be even better because one of those six wins of the Big Ten was beating Louisville. And being Louisville shouldn't really count. Okay, 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 okay. I'm glad you mentioned Louisville.
1: The new net rankings dropped this morning. Oh, no. How bad are they? There are two teams in the nation worse than Louisville. Can you name them? Wait, uh, of all 350 some odd teams? Of all 363 teams or whatever it is, there are two with a
0: lower net ranking than Louisville. I'll go with IUPUI. You know who one of them is. I'll go with IUPUI, and the other one might be Cal? No, ne- neither one of those are right. You mentioned one of these on the show last week.
1: Oh, oh, Hartford. Hartford and the IUPUI? Other one. Not IUP. The other one, I I didn't even I wouldn't even known this was a team to even get.
0: Houston Christian. Uh they are a brand new D1 team. I think they're in the Southland. I think so. Louisville is 361st in oh net. Oh my goodness.
1: Wow. If anybody in the ACC loses to Louisville this
0: season, it should be kicked out of the conference. That's just, that's insane. Granted, the, the Nets got some, uh, some definite flaws in their system, but boy, oh boy, that's bad. Absolutely. And let's get this out of the way now. Indiana knocked off North Carolina in that challenge. Carolina is now sitting on a three-game losing streak.
1: What's up uh-huh. with the Tar Heels? Make it four. They lost to Virginia Tech on Sunday.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: They didn't have Armando Baycott, but they just, they're a mess right now. The road trip was a killer. They've had two practices in 17 days. One of the practices saw uh, Key Reserve DeMarco Dunn break his hand Saturday. So, yeah, Carolina's a mess right now. They they do have this week off for exams and whatnot. They have a chance to write the ship. Next week against Georgia Tech, but Carolina is a shit show right now. I cannot, I, I, I cannot uh, put lipstick on the pig at this point. I think they're going to be okay. I think they will be able to make adjustments over the next few weeks, but their margin of error, as far as wanting a good NCAA seed, is gone. Like, they have to take care of business against everybody they're supposed to take care of business against the rest of the way to sniff a 2 or a 3 seed. That would mean they would end it somewhere around uh, 25 and 7 or something along those lines.
0: Is this one of these spots where maybe they want to be a 5 or a 6 just so they can avoid a 1 as long as possible? Or or actually a 6 or a
1: 7? Six or seven, yeah, at that point. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. Like I said, I ultimately think they're going to be okay, but we'll we'll see. It's a long season.
0: The Big 12 and the Big East drew 5-5. Five, five. Every home team won. Well, that works. That makes it simple enough. Exactly. I, mean, I don't think we learned anything from that at all. No. Texas
1: continues to look good.
0: On Saturday, Houston took over the number one spot in the Ken Palm rankings from Texas. They're like a, just a couple tenths ahead right now, which means... It can turn on a bad game, Houston beat saint mary's fifty three forty eight in fort Worth Jawan Roberts fifteen and eight. That was a tough game uh Saint Mary's they're not that talented, but boy, they are well coached and to get within five of Houston, I think that's gonna be a really good result as the season rolls on
1: yeah yeah that's a that's not a bad loss at all for the gales there the uh the other half of that uh of that event in fort worth
0: it was some Um, kind of showcase something
1: whatever it was boise state beat texas a&m 86 71 good win for the uh for the bongos there
0: yeah very good very good Uh, also in texas the university of texas beat creighton 72 67 very nice win there Uh, creighton again looked good but it just shows you how good texas is this year
1: yeah, Texas continues to look good. High on Cre- that Creighton Arkansas game out in Maui was outstanding. Creighton goes home this weekend, does the job to Nebraska, sixty-three fifty-three. Uh, Creighton, it was one of those days where they could not hit the broadside of a barn, shot thirty percent, and, and and looked pitiful. But hey, that's when conference conference season picks up, even as early as it does nowadays. You gotta be on, gotta be on your toes.
0: Yeah, speaking of conference season, the Pac-12 started up. Lo and behold, we learn once again it's tough to win on the road. Arizona drops the game at Utah. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Eighty-one, wow. sixty-six. Jeez,
1: Arizona had been solid all season long. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a little bit of a stunner there. Uh, I'm going to jump back to Houston real fast. Houston taking over the one in the Ken Palm. Looking forward to that uh, that matchup with Virginia coming up.
0: Yes. I, I don't feel like Houston's really been
1: tested. Although Saint Mary's uh, gave, gave them a fight uh, on on Saturday, they will have more
0: more of a challenge against the Hoos for sure. And then you probably missed this, but Baylor and Gonzaga played on Friday. They played in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and is broadcast on the Peacock Network. What the hell? The best game of the season so far is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, on the Peacock. How did they get the rights to that game? No clue. NBC, yeah, NBC doesn't even do college basketball.
1: Like I said, I, I think NBC, NBC used to have some uh some A10 games when they had NBC Sports Network.
0: Yes. But what those, are they showing those games on USA now? Uh, yes. I have no yes. idea. Well, we'll start seeing that in the coming weeks. How's that game wind up on Peacock? Inexcusable. No clue. And it was a good game. Adam Flagler hit a pair of threes. Baylor then forces a shot clock violation. Jalen Briggs grabs an offensive rebound off a third Flagler miss. Fouled by Drew Timmy with like sixteen seconds left. Timmy fouls out. Briggs hits both free throws to take the lead. Reciers Bolton driving layup at the buzzer doesn't drop. Hmm. Good finish. If anybody saw it.
1: No, nobody saw it. <laughs> <laughs> got the high they got the
0: highlights on Sports Center. Every now and then you'll still need Sports Center these days. My God. Rutgers beat Indiana 63 48 in their Big Ten opener. Scarlet Knights making waves. I'm shocked.
1: I'm shocked Indiana, you know, completely falls apart in their next game after after beating Carolina. It's almost like it always happens. It's hilarious.
0: And we had a I, I can't call it a really big upset because it was only a five and a half point spread. But Southern Miss was unbeaten until they lost to Northwestern State 84-82 Sunday. Southern Miss, I think, was the 14th to last team to drop a game. Yeah, there ain't many left right now. There's like, what, seven something? Oh, no, I think think it's double digits. Let me double
1: check here. I know there's three undefeated Mountain West teams, and it was like almost
0: half the country.
1: That's what. That's yeah. It's
0: New Mexico, UNLV, and uh, Utah State. Utah State. There are 12 teams right now. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll run them off as of today: Houston, Texas, Connecticut, Purdue, Virginia, Auburn, Maryland, Mississippi State, Utah State, Missouri, UNLV, New Mexico. Wow. I, I have a feeling this will be one of these years. Except for maybe one or two teams that might get through with one loss, you're going to see a you're going to see a number one seed with three losses, at least three losses. Oh, oh yeah, and and that's what that's why I'm thinking.
1: Like I said, right now Carolina has four losses. If they were to if they were to magically figure it out, and I'm not saying they were, but if they were to magically figure this out, I think and then you'd go to oh how they do their last ten and all this stuff. They could possibly have a case to be a one seed with six losses. I'm, I'm going to wow. throw that out there right now. It's 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 The parody is out there. The tippy top's not going to run away from anybody this year, so
0: we'll see what happens. Well, let, let's see here. Let's see what Ken Pom has to say. Ken Palm has Carolina losing three, four more times where they go into the game considering it a loss.
1: Gotcha, and he projects
0: okay. their record at 20 and 11 right now. Ooh wow. Just because you know a lot a lot of games they're so close they could fall one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I for instance, Ken Pomoli has Connecticut and Virginia favored in every game this season, but they do not consider those two teams to be able to win every game. Exact yeah, exactly. By the way, no score through half of the overtime at the College Cup.
1: Still two-two with ten minutes of of regular play left.
0: We we have ten minutes to go. Let me let me see if we can. We're not we're, we're not stretch, we're
1: not stretching this ten minutes. So we're, <laughs> we're not going to do it.
0: Uh, let me run through the college basketball schedule. On Wednesday we went Thursday to Wednesday. Since we are not going to talk college basketball on the Wednesday show, let's get that Thursday through monday schedule out here it's actually pretty tame this coming week we're into here. we're into finals for a lot of schools. exactly
1: live stuff
0: so next thursday which would be december 8th the highlight is probably rutgers at ohio state on espn2 at 4 p.m vegas time see if the scarlet knights can win on the road against a really good team
1: yeah, exactly. And then you got the you know, on Fox Sports one an hour later. You got the battle of Iowa, Iowa State at
0: Iowa Cyclones,
1: Hawkeyes should be good.
0: And an hour after that, you have the battle of Colorado on ESPN two, Colorado State at Colorado.
1: Wonder if Prime will be in the crowd to get his
0: face on TV. He better be. You'd hope so, but I have my doubts. On Saturday, ESPN two has a loaded schedule. At ten a.m., Arkansas at Oklahoma. At noon. Xavier at Cincinnati, police force out and ready for that one.
1: No oh, good point.
0: And 2 p.m. Memphis at Auburn. I mean, that's a great triple header. Just keep it on one network all day. Yeah, good triple header there also. ABC, noon
1: Vegas time, Alabama and Houston. I was talking about Houston playing Virginia. I well, I, I think uh, I think that's a tougher draw, of I think Bama will give them a fight too. So we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, Bama, I think, will give them a fight. Bama, Bama, I think, just like last year, is going to be very talented, yet undisciplined enough to lose games they're not supposed to lose.
1: Or lose games where they get friendly goaltending calls. (laughs) (laughs) You're just
0: not going to let that go, are you? (laughs) No, I'm not going to let it go. Come on. Finally, on Saturday, in Vegas at 4.30 Vegas time, Indiana and Arizona on Fox.
1: trying to think. Let's see. Arizona, Indiana... That's a total combined, like, 57 years between last championships won for those two schools. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing shade on Indiana
0: <laughs> Sunday has a few good games. There is a quadfecta in Brooklyn that day. The highlights are Oklahoma State and Virginia Tech on ESPN2 at 11, and at one thirty Maryland and Tennessee on Fox Sports 1.
1: Yeah, you mentioned uh, Terps still unbeaten. That might be their biggest test yet.
0: And at 1 p.m. on ESPN2,
1: Marquette, Notre Dame. Not bad. Not bad. We'll see which Marquette team shows up. Oh, Oh, hang on. We have an injury. We have an injury in the game here. And you know what they did? They stopped the clock from running when it happened. I didn't know you could do
0: that in soccer. That's because their officials on the field are so awful. My God. they cannot stop a clock on their own accord they have to have somebody else do it for them what a scam so i think that's all we have for today mikey and i'll have a lights out meeting after this recording to find out when we are going to come back to you with a bowl selection show that will be much more entertaining than the nca can
1: or whoever puts together this stupid-ass postseason. We'll figure it out.
0: That's true. We, we can't claim that the NCAA has anything to do with it. It's all about ESPN. Every game is on ESPN or their Disney counterparts. I guess a few are on Fox. Except for one, Barstool, once again, is going to try to stream a football game. Do you remember what happened last year? It got canceled because of COVID, right? <laughs> well, not only did it get canceled, but I think their streaming service cut out on them because they wouldn't pay their bills. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're correct on that. So I don't know about you, but I think I'm sending Missouri to the Barstool Bowl. Yeah, yeah, we can have Kansas and Missouri in in the Barstool Bowl. That'd be good. That'd be real good. No, no, no. You don't do that to Kansas. No, no. You send some <laughs> uh, some other undeserving team, like uh, hmm, hmm. I don't have to think about this. A really good undeserving football team to play Missouri. Listen to us let's later hear- in the week. You'll find out who I picked to play Missouri.
1: That's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. I have nothing else for the listening audience.
0: I have nothing else either. I well, I guess we'll also find out later in the week if North Carolina's women's soccer team has won the national championship.
1: Yes, absolutely. Let's let's all hold our breath on that. For Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, and Diego Maradona, that's the best producer in the business. Alan Cap's on Mikey Watson. We'll be back Wednesday or Thursday. To, to talk some fake bowls we'll book some angles we'll book the territory all that stuff right here on Sixth year seniors